1: podcast.
2: Tuesday, May 30th, 2023, a happy belated Memorial Day to you all. If you're listening to this episode, a thank you to all of those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. I hope the rest of you enjoyed your three-day weekend. I hope you enjoyed your cookouts, and whatever else it is. Memorial weekend for me, Morley, for the last 16 years or so, has meant uh, umpiring a baseball or playing in one of the two, a baseball tournament at the local Diamond here. So I got to do that yesterday, uh, or I guess Saturday and Sunday. And the win for me over the weekend was on Sunday. They paid me for four games, and I only had to work three of them. So that was a nice little way to get off early. And my mom just got a pool. And my almost four year old, which feels crazy to say, loves playing in that. So uh, she loves going to the pool. And, you know, we're going through the, the cookouts and, and all that other stuff from the weekend as well. So welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Packaday Podcast, the Tuesday episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Like, rate, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform Apple, Spotify, whichever one you find podcasts on. I am your host, as I always am. On Tuesdays, I'm Jacob Westenorf. I am joined by the immeasurable and immaculate Jacob Morley, uh, who is hosting this show from his parents' house because he is a family person, and I admire that. So, Mr. Morley, welcome to the show. Uh, I I would have probably rather done the show with your mother or your father, but (laughs) I will settle for for 2.0. My dad's actually a Vikings fan, so... Oh, I would not have rather have done oh, this boy. show with your dad. He's, a, he's, good he's, one of, he, he's one of the good ones, though.
3: He's he's a fun Vikings fan to talk to because he pretty much just talks about how it's misery and uh, has a really good sense of humor about it. Uh, but yeah, man, happy Memorial Day to, to everyone, and I hope everyone's kind of recovering and, and getting into their, I suppose, their work week now. And uh, as you guys are listening to this, I'll be driving back to Kansas City because we're recording on uh, Monday, and I'm in North Dakota at my parents' house right now. So, uh, getting that done, getting that taken care of before both of us are going to the the family cookout. Right, Jacob, and and I think we talked about this pre-show. Like, hey, what are we going to talk about? You know, on the show today, and we both talked about how we are going to go, you know, spend time with our families um, at the cookout where you know friends and family all are invited. And I think something that would be really appropriate to talk about today, because a lot of us are grilling out, hanging out outside, maybe at the lake, uh, maybe at the house, wherever you may be, you know, hopefully you're surrounded by friends and family. Um, And as everyone knows at, at these events, you know, people talk and and you, you share stories and, uh, and things of that nature. And I think it would be really interesting for us, Jacob, to talk about if, you know, the two of us were able to invite, let's say, two or three Packers to our family's gathering, and you could ask them any question. Uh, they get into the stories that they share, all that stuff. And I think we we captured that, what in our lifetime, and we're about, you know, we're both early to mid thirties, so we probably have a, a similar similar you know fan sphere as far as what we've watched uh, and what players that we watch. So. Uh, we're both going to pick, go through a few guys and say like, hey, if we could pick this guy to come to the family gathering, um, I'd want to talk to, I'd want to pick their brain. And it might be a specific story too. Um, and with that said, talking about specific stories, um, I, I have one guy, the first guy that immediately popped into my head, if you don't mind me going first. Um, and I'm, it's I'm only going to mind if you pick the guy that I want. Well, yeah, we right. didn't talk about who they were, did we? Uh, my guy is probably the owner of the most, um, you know, incredible play, I believe. Um, and talking about my dad being a Vikings fan as well, it's, it's, I would love to sit down with Antonio Freeman and talk to him about not only his career in Green Bay, but uh, the, the Monday night football, he did what catch Sure. You know, just I, I believe, and I, I remember it so vividly as a kid because I was, again, I was sitting with my dad. We're in the basement watching the game. He's a Vikings fan. And I already said he's usually he's a very good natured Vikings fan. He just kind of embraces the suck. But I remember once they showed the replay of that catch one time, one time, and he knew that it was a catch. He shut the TV off and he goes, Go to bed. Just go to bed. <laughs> He was not happy. He couldn't believe it. Uh, So I would love to share that story with him and just kind of hear what his perspective was on the whole thing. I believe he said after the game, you know, a lot of times in life, it's better to be lucky than good. And I think that encapsulates it so much what happened on that Monday night football field. But, you know, not only that, Antonio Freeman was part of that 1996 team that won a Super Bowl um, and I'm sure he's got just stories to tell about that as he was a pretty, pretty big time contributor um, early on in his career on those teams as a special teams type guy. Um, so Antonio Freeman would be my, my very first guy that I'd love to sit down with at, at the family get together.
2: Yeah, Freeman had a, a Super Bowl record for about 10 years. Uh, the 81 yard touchdown that he caught was the longest play uh, offensive play in Super Bowl history. Until uh, Musin Muhammad broke that record uh, in the Panthers-Patriots Super Bowl uh, some years later, so uh, that would have been cool. The, that story, I, I've known you as long as I have, and I've never heard that Freeman story, so that's funny. Um, God bless the Vikings. I, well, I, you know, not too much. Like you know what I mean <laughs> when I say that. But uh, my first one is so my first favorite player in in my lifetime. Uh, was Brett Favre. However, uh, that's not who I'm going to pick here in this situation because my first favorite player that I can also remember, uh, he played for my favorite college team, and then he went on and played for my favorite professional team uh, when he signed here as a free agent. And I remember, you know, when I was younger, Woodson signed, and Charles Woodson signed in Green Bay when I was probably like 15 years old. And I remember he's the reason I'm a University of Michigan football fan. I watched him play in college. One of my first memories that I can remember from college football viewing is his one-handed interception against Michigan State in East Lansing. Nick Saban was the coach of the Spartans at that point. And that Michigan team ended up going undefeated, winning the Rose Bowl and getting a – We'll call it a share of the national championship. I maintain that they would have beaten the piss out of that Nebraska team that year. And had Scott Frost not cried, then Michigan would have a full fledged national championship. But this isn't a day for bitterness, even though I have plenty of it towards uh, Scott Frost and his two fake national championships that he's earned in his lifetime. Um, I think that, you know, my pick for Woodson is that. When they when they signed him as a free agent, I literally ran around my room like I was so happy. I had no idea if he was any good. Still, I didn't care. Like that is one of the fastest jerseys I've ever purchased. I have his jersey hanging on my wall over here. It actually faces me from this direction. His playing the Super Bowl and that just to hear his recollection of giving that one mind one heartbeat story. That um, I have a I have a replica Super Bowl ring that I made from that Super Bowl. Um, And inside of that, it says part of it. And then the Packers Super Bowl tattoo I got says one purpose and one goal. Um, So my ring says one mind and one heartbeat. So I put all that together, getting that from him, getting some stories about his time at Michigan, getting his story from that fight against David Boston uh, against when they played the Buckeyes in his last game in Ann Arbor, that would be cool to get. So that would be my first choice. Um, My second choice, I'll I'll stay on the defensive side of the ball is Reggie White uh, because... He's Reggie White. Like, you want to talk about the guy who made it? I'll put it this way. Without Reggie, Charles Woodson may not ever sign in Green Bay. There are just so many things. And Woodson, I guess, really didn't want to sign in Green Bay, so maybe that's not a great example. But Reggie made so many things better, okay, he just changed everything for the good. I'd like to know, you know, how did that – how did that conversation from his perspective go when he heard Reggie, this is God. Well, number one. Yeah. What happened when he heard Mike Holmgren say, Reggie, this is God. I want you to play in green Bay. And then he said he would go where God told him. So what was that conversation like uh, from his perspective, just to hear some of that stuff. Plus he's a minister. So when it comes to a cookout and blessing the meal, I've got that part covered too. So two birds in, in one stone for that. Morley, uh what's choice number two here for you? Oh, it was Reggie.
3: And, and I think, I think, and that would, I'll go, I'll give you another one too. But I just think, man, when you talk about turning this franchise around, you know, obviously, like the, the Mount Rushmore would be, you know, Brett Favre would be on there, Ron Wolf would be on there, Mike Holmgren would be on there, and then it's probably Reggie, right? I don't, I think that's, you know, you can debate that, but I think those are four very good candidates. And like you said with Reggie, like, Man, the guy had such an interesting career, too, starting in the USFL, playing for the Eagles, playing for the Packers. And just I, I would love to hear some of the stories that he had and and just hearing his teammates talk about him, how infectious of a personality he was. I'm sure he'd be a guy that, that would be able to tell some tales and would just be able to captivate an audience in a setting like that. Um, but the other guy that, that I am thinking of that um, – really, I think, encapsulates maybe the more modern Packers uh, Super Bowl team. Uh, but, and this is going to be controversial, but I would love to sit down with Greg Jennings. I would love to sit down with him and and just and hear what he has to say. It doesn't mean we have to agree with a lot of it. It uh, doesn't mean uh, you have to believe what he's saying or whatever, but that man has stories to tell, and and he has never been afraid to – go against the popular narrative of, hey, everything is fine and dandy in Green Bay. They, you know, they never do wrong at 1265 Lombardi. And Greg, honestly, he probably leans a little bit the other way because it seems like there's some sour grapes there with him. Um, but, man, I would I would love to sit down with him, uh, just talk about, you know, I, I believe he was the guy that broke uh, the record, too. He, he's got that caught Brett's record-setting record setting uh, touchdown pass. Yes. Um, so it'd be cool to talk to him about that. It would be really cool to talk to him about the transition between Rodgers and uh, and Favre, uh just because he was for, you know, lack of better terms, he was wide receiver one uh, during that transition and he played with both of them. So I just think, man, he would be able to uh, really tell you some stuff about current players and older players. Like if I'm thinking of a guy that really bridged the gap between you know those two those two eras of football uh greg is a good outside source too because like it would be really easy to just sit down and be like yeah it'd be so much fun to be able to sit down with brett or aaron and talk to those guys just you know unfiltered uh rogers would be such a such a good person to talk to but i feel like that was too obvious of an answer you know so i don't think either of us are going to pick him but um, and i don't be- i
2: don't want to hear like I mean, Aaron's I'm awesome. If we could just keep it, yeah.
3: if we could my keep family's it just, there. I don't want to start talking about
2: <laughs> some of the 9-11 conspiracies but, uh, and all. Yeah. Just yeah. some of the Rogers stuff.
3: But yeah, and that, that just is what it is. So Greg, uh, Greg Jennings would be my, my second choice. And maybe not someone that people would have predicted that you would pick, but I think when you lay out what I just kind of laid out, like, man, he's, he'd be an interesting person to talk to for lack of better terms. So uh, I would go with Greg would be my second guy, just, And he would be more of like i'm curious i've got some curiosity questions here can you clarify you know these things i'd love to talk to him about that kind of stuff we're driven by the search for better
4: but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
0: Oakley is changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses, and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly, and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them, and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking but the best quality out there. Head over to Oakley.com for more information today.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a few different ways you can go with that. Greg Jennings would be fun. And some of the ways with this cookout is like you're saying. You know, what drives a cookout most of the time is good conversations, right? Is yeah. What are we talking about? What am I learning? One of the best cookouts I ever had was with uh, my father in law, who doesn't say much, um, and I don't see him that often. But he doesn't say much, and when he does, though, it's kind of like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't know all those things before. So, listening to the Greg Jennings side of that story would be interesting. I'm also cheating because, like, since it's a family cookout, Rashawn Gary's already going to be there as he is my child. So I'm not going to pick him, um, even though I feel like I should. But there's a couple guys. Um, That I start thinking about. You talk about that Super Bowl team. There's some guys from there, Uh, but I feel like you know I've got Reggie and Woodson. So getting someone like Clay Matthews, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I want to add some you know difference uh, in the room that way. So like Nick Collins could be a lot of fun, but I'm not adding him to the room. Um, I thought about some other like modern age guys like Eddie Lacy as an example, just because he's a lot of fun. I know a lot of people are going to point to the. Jokes that you can make off of inviting him to a cookout—that's not the reason I would think about picking him. But the guy I'm going to go with is—is is the guy who is uh, my favorite play- He'll always be one of my favorite players, and that's Jamal Williams. And mm-hmm. um, you know, Jamal has been a, a big part of my time in this space. Um, being able to speak with him, his family's awesome. Uh, being able to meet and chat with him, and just you know, there's something Like I said, I, I understand why the Packers let him go. All of that makes sense, but they also did lose a little something when they let him go and he's interesting just like he is a football player but he is one giant nerd like he would be the guy who like we could sit there and we don't have to talk about football the whole time we can you know he can teach me about pokemon and why pikachu's funny and different anime discussions and dragon ball z stuff and just to add a little spice variety because i feel like you know Woodson's probably going to be strictly business and want to talk about football and some stuff like that. Reggie, we might get a little spiritual with a couple things and go through a few things, and I'm fine with with that too. But then you know, Jamal just kind of adds some some spice to it, some variety. He's the uh, the toppings, if you will on the on the hamburgers or the seasoning salts and and all the different stuff that you like to use on on things like that. So Jamal Williams is my is my last choice. I considered some other, you know, Vince Lombardi could be a lot of fun. Jerry Kramer could be a lot of fun. But I also want to, you know, I love football. But I also want to talk about things other than football um, at, at some stuff like that. So I think that would be that would be a lot of fun just to bring him in and get some goofiness to the life of the party. Yeah, it would
3: not be dull. You know that much if you're inviting Jamal to the cookout. So uh, a, a guy that is interesting to me, like you started talking about coaches and there's been so many really successful coaches that would be interesting to talk to. And, you know, we've kind of hit the Super Bowl teams and all that um, but a guy that was, you know, for for the most part, a really successful coach in Green Bay, but he just never won a Super Bowl is Mike Sherman. And not oh that I would... Oh my God, you're not going to pick him, are you? No, no, I'm not going to pick him. But I'm just
2: saying it would be interesting if I could ask him one question, I would love to go through... Why like, didn't you go for it on fourth and one against the worst run defense in football in the fourth and 26 game? Is that the answer? Is that no, your question? I,
3: no, I would... Because I think, I think one of the coolest moments for him being coached in green Bay is when he was willing to fight Warren Sapp uh, for, for one of his players. <laughs> like I would love to go through it. Like just ask him like, dude, you know, he would kick your ass, right? <laughs> like You know, that would not end well for you. Uh, but you, I just, you know, for me, like that was cool. That was cool of him to go up there. And it wasn't, it, it really just wasn't like, uh, Hey, I'm the coach right now. I'm in charge. it was, that's my guy that I think you just blindsided and and potentially ended his career. I thought it was dirty and I don't care. I don't care if there's a hundred thousand people watching, I'm going to let you know how I feel. And if you want to fight, I'll fight you, you know, like, and and I would love, I would just love to have him walk through that. And that would be the only question I probably have for him. But I think you talk about his, uh, his era of green Bay football, and that's gotta be near the top as far as like, you know, lasting impressions and moments uh, for him. And I've always been a sucker
2: for those types of guys that are willing to tough enough to fight a football player. Not yeah, tough and, and, and willing to go, go for to, for to bat for the guys and not tough you know? enough to go for it on a fourth and one against that. Yeah. But that's why, that's
3: why, why I always love like TJ Lang too. TJ was never, never afraid
2: to go just fight someone. <laughs> if, if, if oh no, no. Head and head there. there's like yeah. offensive linemen, there's a culture there. Like yep. uh, I've, I've talked to our, buddy Owen Reese about this before I remember the shift in the quote unquote rivalry. This is a different sport obviously, but uh, there was a scuffle between a Michigan receiver and an Ohio state defensive back. And they kind of start shoving a little bit. And then when the Buckeye defensive back looks up, there's three offensive linemen coming like in his face. And that's like a culture thing. Those guys are the the hired guns, the goons, if you will, to be like, Hey, if this turns into a thing, I remember TJ Lang getting into a fight, well, not a fight fight, but you know, a shoving match in a in that Des Bryant playoff game, for example. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, you got one more you said you didn't pick Mike Sherman, so you got one more guy that you need to well, to give us here. The guy that I would pick now, this is gonna be a cop out, and many people are gonna
3: be like, What? Really? He's only been in the league for one year. But Christian Watson is already That's one of That's cheating. My you could invite him to a cookout now. One of my favorite players to ever play for the Packers, and it's only been a year. Um, I try to be unbiased about stuff when it comes to the Packers. But, man, when I'm talking about Christian, I think everyone just needs to know I'm, I'm not being biased. I, I am not being unbiased. Like I am very much biased um, towards his success and, uh, and all that. And you got to see all the fun that he was having with the boys this last weekend at his cookout. Uh, you know, beating Simone Biles in a foot race would have been fun. Um, I'd love to I'd love to uh, race Christian Watson uh, on the beach as well. That'd be cool. I'm sure it would end much more poorly than it even ended for Simone Biles. But still, uh, I would love to have Christian there. But you'd also for the current state of this team, I would love to talk to the kid about like, wh- how's Jordan look like? What's this transition looking like? what was it like being a young quarterback playing or young wide receiver playing for Aaron Rodgers? Like what kind of guy was he? Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that you could get into and talk to him about um, if he was willing to be open about that and and give you that, give you the full, the full details without holding back, you know, as, as it goes at uh, the barbecue, when the drinks are flowing and the the conversation is flowing as well. So uh, that would be my, my last guy. Uh, so who did I pick? I picked Antonio Freeman, Greg Jennings, and I took. Oh, wow, I picked all three wide. Receivers, that's not. So no, that's not surprising I realize,
2: at all. I didn't realize I did that. Knowing you the way I do, you picking three receivers isn't surprising at all. This is how every draft would look for Jacob Morley if Jacob Morley were the general manager. The, yeah. For all three top hundred picks are used on on pass catchers. So that's how that worked here. Uh, I guess I. I mean, I took two pass rushers and then a running back. So that's if you change Jamal to a, an offensive lineman i guess that would have been incredibly on brand for me as well but we're out of time for today's show guys uh, we're in the doldrums but it's only really one month of that so we're all like there's almost a light towards the end of the tunnel here there's some ota content that'll tide us over the mandatory mini camp is in june so that'll hit here pretty quickly but we got a lot going on the Pack a Day podcast. We'll still be here every single day. Check back in tomorrow with Dusty, Steve, and Sarah. Get your questions in. Ask them about Oreos and Dusty about horror movies. And Dusty actually just did a really cool article for Packer Report on the third and one quote unquote hero ball shots uh, that they took. Which, by the way, my bold prediction for this year is that the Packers are going to take more of those on the third and ones and stuff because their quarterback now is able to run that quarterback sneak push play that Jalen Hurts likes to run so much in Philadelphia. And Jordan Love could probably do that more so than 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers. But we're out of time. Check us out. I'm at Jacob Westendorf on Twitter. He's at Jacob Morley. We'll be here uh, next week for you guys talking about this as well. Like, rate, subscribe, all of those things. Until then, enjoy your cookouts. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy the warm weather that's finally here if you're a Midwesterner. And as always, go Paco.